Do it a little faster. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. Starting off with the ruckus. <laughs> Shout out to Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn. Hey, girl. Hey. Hi. How's everything, you know? Why would you ask me that? And I literally just broke down in baby tears right before you recorded. It's <laughs> so interesting. It's like slowly NC. dying. <laughs> right. I'd be like, okay, I got that out. Time to produce and perform. Let's go. <laughs> Is everything all right? Um, This week has been... Very, very sobering in a lot of ways. Um, as you all know, because I can say it every single episode, I finished my business class and I've been really sitting with numbers and looking at my numbers of the business for a while. Now, I've been in business since 2016 and I have been getting a lot of help. And that's a whole other conversation but I've been having you, you left, you leave the program needing a growth opportunity, like a plan. And so I'm like, yeah, shit, I'm gonna go do all this thing. I'm gonna hire this person. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And then I'm looking <laughs> at my numbers and I'm like, oh, psych, my God. This is the most discouraging shit I've ever it's so discouraging it's like now I finally I'm really understanding now as well um these fundraisers these we're going to these pitches why niggas is like I need a bajillion dollars Mm -hmm. because the amount of runway that you need to like project to being profit is just it's just it's just crazy it's just so when people say they bootstrapped it, when they did it with their own money, like that's a different kind of fucking hustle and grind and uh, experience for real. Because looking at these numbers, just if it feels really, really, um, it feels really hard, but it also just brings so much clarity, mm. right? Like, you know, when you don't have your budget and you're just spending money willy nilly and you're just kind of like, uh, Yes, you know, you 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 don't have a clear sense of where your money's going. You don't have a real sense of where it's what your projections are in the future. No, I don't. You you have this kind of and this was really sobering for me in a way and I think a way that I am being called to level up um and change my way of being intrinsically, which is terrifying, is this I have to be really clear and really intention this is what you want this is how we're gonna go get it this is my assumption of how i'm gonna go get it let's fucking go there's not much room for um you know you manage a budget you can't blow if you blow a budget the whole shit is just like Mm -hmm. first of all where are you gonna get that money from you're pulling from something else you're 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 pulling the rug from yourself in a lot of ways so like this call for 
desire and discipline and I and this alchemy of discipline not being just this rigid you have to do it this way but it being deeply connected to desire and creativity is just like the most annoying shit I've ever um been called to do but I've also been watching um how to get rich I watched a couple episodes I haven't been watching it religiously but while I was like making dinner that's when I watch my little shows and I saw on Netflix this show how to get rich by Remit Sethi and he's this really charismatic kind of cute Indian guy who follows all of these different folks around everybody's at different economic levels and basically gets all into their business and asks for every because the numbers don't lie like there's this one woman who has $25,000 in income every month on top of she just lives a crazy lavish life but she's in the red every single month she's overspending you have people that you know make I think they had like $2,000 in savings and are also just living in the red and just how how once you get clear about what you want, and that's what he asks, his question is, how do you, what is your rich life? And he makes you sit down and write down very, I love that he used the word vividly, what you want your life to look like. And all the way from like, people always say, oh, I want to travel. Or I want to be able to do whatever I want. But being very specific about those details. All right, if you're traveling, are you traveling travel. coach? Are you traveling mm -hmm. What do your bags look like? Where mm -hmm. are you staying? What kind of food are you eating? Who are you with? How long are your stints? Like these really detailed desires. And then yeah. that, then the discipline like supports that in a way versus this, this really um, unthought out, I don't know, idea that we all have of like, oh, when I get rich, you know, when I, when I, when I when the money starts coming in, then I won't feel this panic or I won't feel this worry versus like, no, I'm I'm going to get I don't want to feel panic. I don't want to feel worry. And this is how you fucking do it and getting down to the minutia. And I'm just sitting with how minutia makes me so uncomfortable and why. So lots of reality checks over here around money, around business, around possibility um yeah how are you i am full disclosure i am completely overwhelmed at the moment emotionally i'm overwhelmed i'm helping deal with a lot of folks um their emotional kind of breakdowns and stress and anxiety. I've got a lot, a lot of stuff going on at home that I'm trying to be supportive with. And then I'm still working. It is nine o'clock. We are recording and I have my work computer up full disclosure because I am waiting for some things to come in to approve. So I'm going to do my best at multitasking. Um, I am very much tired of multitasking. Uh, I realized just not I realize, I know that I am just not fully present anywhere um, because that is the requirement to always be in two places at once and doing a bunch of different things at once. So 
I'm frustrated and I need to, I'm frustrated with myself that I'm still saying this. Uh, I don't know what the change is. I, I know that there's a reason why I am at this job and that it's not like this all the time. I'm in one of those very um, intense, high, um, I can't even think. What is it? Like high pressure output, project. high pressure kind of, yeah, times at the agency. And I'm just, I'm, I, you know, this is an update for the next episode, but I'm getting a lot of wonderful feedback, but I'm, I'm also like, yeah, that's gas. You're gaslighting the shit out of me. I don't want to hear about how much I'm killing it. Cause I'm actually killing myself as well. Mm. But that's a whole other thing. Um, I was on see the thing is this week. Um, so make sure you check that out. I forget what they named that episode, but, uh, yeah, check that out. Damned that came out do, on Tuesday. Don't, I think like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Great episode title. It stuck with me. Oh, shout out to whoever named that. Probably Mandy. Um, and then something that is bringing me great joy is that the Good. playoffs, these are some of the best playoff games that we oh, have had. I wish had. I knew. I couldn't tell you. My life I would be, if my life was on the line for who was in these playoffs, it would be, I would be gone. Shanti, these are some of the best playoff games we have oh. had in so long in the Damn. NBA. I mean, it is amazing. And the only person I can really talk to about it uh, is Crystal on Twitter and via text and black. And I'm just like, Oh my God, did you say, um, but I, I don't need to go in about it. Cause you're not going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. But for those folks that. who watch the playoffs and know sports, you know how amazing it's been. And I have been treating myself after working long days and staying up and watching them and saying, sorry, Dr. Huberman, I'm not getting up and I'm not walking around the block because I want to watch these fucking games and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Other than that, uh, oh, also the N- the NFL draft is tonight in Howie We Trust, Go Birds. We have the 10th round pick, or excuse me, the 10th pick of the first round. Let's see what happens there. It's also very weird, the draft, because it kind of feels like the slavery block. I just don't know if I can keep watching the NFL. But then we have Jalen Hurts, and I'm so proud of him. It's just, it's a it's a conundrum over here. Over, You know, I really struggle. And I also want to say happy belated birthday to Francesca. Say hey, Fran, hey. Taurus season. I think she's coming to New York this weekend. I might have made that up, but I think I had seen that somewhere and gave them the eyes and then I think there might be a reunion with some oxtail pizza I hope so does Fran eat oxtail girl she back girl we didn't <gasps> got a back no girl what I, sh- I shared a p- some oxtail pizza with her last time she was Fran. here girl we had vegan Ethiopian and then we went and got oxtail pizza make it make I sense. love that duality for you mm-hmm. I love that for you queen I hope you fucking up chicken wings too she said there was a point where her body was craving meat <laughs> pause <Let's say> <laughs> sorry childish um and so I said girl get that meat girl so I she- love to hear it I am so love to hear that when I the just vegans you proud? and the vegetarians it, there's a part Revolt. of me that feels sad and then there's a part of me that's like you better you knew I love it 
completely. I think I love it mostly because I'm like, come over here to the dark side. Come over here. Get this oxtail. Stop fucking with this fatty oxtail. Mm. Mm. Delicious. And lastly, speaking of the playoffs, um, a major upset happened. This has never happened before where the eighth round, the eighth seed, not round, I'm thinking of the draft. The eighth seed has knocked out the number one seed in the first round of the playoffs. You don't need to know what that means. Just know that it's a major upset. And the star of that team, who many believe, the team that lost, many believe is the most skilled and most talented, best basketball player in the league right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, He had an interview after the game, after being knocked out in the first round. And here's what he had to say. Yeah, I'm curious for you. Do you view this season as a failure? Oh, my God. Uh, you asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay. Uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know. Um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. Oh, he cute too. What a what a beautiful what a beautiful response. And that is a short response. He said more than that, but I loved that. And I and I realized, I saw how many analysts, sports analysts, and most of them don't even fucking play ball. Never have played real ball competitively. Um, how many people pushed back on that and was like, no, it it absolutely is a failure. And he's just like, yo, I, of course it's disappointing, I'm sure, but like a failure, this is a, a lesson in a masterclass in process over like product. And I'm proud of him. It must've been really hard. And he was injured in the series, so he didn't play two games. And I think it might've been a little bit different if he wasn't injured but he handled that beautifully and he's Where's a dad he and I hope that he's Giannis is who that movie Rise was about shout out to um Dio uh and the and the crew um that was remember I uh interviewed the Disney folks mm-hmm. so Giannis is Nigerian but born but he was raised in Greece and so then he came over to play in the States. Much harder life than what I've described. But um, his story is is a very, um, is one of like triumph. So for him to say that, I just th- felt like we have no idea. Like it, just him being able to play in the NBA, there's no way that that's a failure. And I mm-hmm. think he has that perspective because he's like, mm-hmm. I wasn't even a citizen in Greece. I was like, you know, he came up in a really hard neighborhood. Parents were really poor. He was really poor. And this was his out. And he's risen to this like elite stardom in the league where people arguably say that he is the best player in the league, you know, and he's wildly rich and everything else. So it was interesting. Wow. Yeah. I love that response, though. In other news, um, oh, 
what time did we play that clip? Hmm. Whatever. In other news, please rate, subscribe, and share around the way curls. I have to say, like, guys, we say this every week, and we the last review we got was from March. So you don't do it. Can you please do it? <laughs> That's a sincere as hell, too. So sincere. Please. It really does help with our visibility. So if everybody just pauses this episode right now, pause it, go over to Apple. It takes two seconds. Scroll all the way to the bottom. Hit those stars and then actually write. Good, great, meh, shut up corny whatever you gotta write but anything helps apparently in the visibility so please say what you must you want to take us to the patrons we do want to say thank you for those of you who have been signing up to our patreon and becoming new patrons shout out to witty city love (laughs) it larson pippins Larson oh. Pippen's natural athletic body. Larson Pippen's natural athletic body. That's Ooh, so sounds funny. Like a brand. Wow. Do you know who Larsa Pippen is? No. I love you so much. Who is you know that? Scotty Pippen? Yeah. That's his wife who said That's they have his sex. Ex wife who's now dating Michael Jordan's son child. You know Scotty <gasps> she- and my girl they're arch nemesis no they were well now the kind of scotty and mike got a little bit of beef but they were teammates and they're the ones that won the championship six championships together she was having sex with scotty pippen about four times a night every night i know and scotty pippen had a lot of back issues while he was in the league we know why also there is a meme can i show you this I i pray to god i screenshotted it if not let me head over to my DMs because this shit had me howling. Well, while she's looking for that, we want to continue to thank the patrons Patrice, Takia, Charmaine, Sincerely Ty, Angela, Mimi, and Alexis. And if you want to see our faces and see this podcast in its video format as well as some exclusive content, please join our Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash around the way curls go ahead girl look at this can you see this hold up scotty pippen out here looking like a retired i've seen that red skin logo that ain't not if you're on patreon that man cherokee he got indian in his family child (laughs) it's these fucked up braids in his head pulling them cheekbones back baby show no he has weaving them girl i'm looking at the bali up front they ain't fucked up Child. I am not getting knotless braids, but don't he know it's 2023? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. On the other side of this, we have more stuff to talk to you about. Do you want to read or sing? God, it's going to be a struggle these episode. Messages will be right back. Boop. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And we are back. Hot shit. Shanti, what you got? Well, we just want to show some love and get people excited to check out Good Moms, Bad Choices. They're going to be touring the city. They're going to be in New York and Philly, specifically to all our New Yorkers and Philadelphians. You guys should make sure to check them out. They're going to be in New York May 5th at the City Winery and Philly May 25th at the Helium Comedy Club. That is amazing. I know, Shout I don't out know to them. Podcast to be at um, a Helium Comedy Club. That's dope. The Good Moms Bad Choices is coming to a city for their confessions of... Mm. They're shenanigans. <laughs> Check them out for even of sexy, sexy confessions, laughs, drinks, surprises, and special guests. I include a Mandy. All right, now Mandy gonna be in the place, so you don't have to be a mother to come. But if you are, make sure to book that babysitter and enjoy your evening with the girls, Erica and Mila. We are definitely gonna try to make it. I'm. Ve- I just am very excited to see the show that they put on they look like a good time so they are a good time so shout shout out out to to them them. check them out also if you want to purchase vip tickets you can get a free signed copy of their debut book good moms uh, excuse me a good mom's guide to making bad choices which releases on may 2nd so shout out to that authors or whatever like also, big shout out to the ladies of Curl Fest. Tickets are on sale. They're back, baby. I'm so excited for them. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Revolutionary, iconic. I remember first just uh, go, walking up and being like, you know, the, just the idea of it was like, oh, that's cool. This was all around the natural hair craze. I don't know if you guys do not know, Curl Fest is a, it's turned into almost a festival. I guess that's what you can call it now. Um, but it started very grassroots centered around natural hair and the natural hair community, which consisted of black women and bringing them together to celebrate their beauty. And I'll never forget. I then did, I guess it was 2018 and it was like 20,000 black Mm -hmm. women just on a, in a field and fine as fuck. I'm talking (laughs) about the baddest bitches show up for that. So if you, our gentlemen looking for the love of your life. You better show up correctly. Don't go down oh, God, some they do. beautiful woman's life with your nonsense. But 
They do, but they come through in their fuckboy gear. They come through with like a shirt on that says, I met God and she's black. Or like, only dates black women. And they just go and they get every number out there and they just... They smart. That's the no, fucking bar. That is where you, If beware. I was a nigga, I would go to Curl Friends. You are I, one. I would. Okay. <laughs> I would wear that and some Birkenstocks and bag the shit out you into And some boot. Listen. <laughs> and be and fuck some up your life in two weeks kings max. And hurt my feelings. Shout yeah. out to them. Y'all should wow. check it out. It's going to be fun. We should go. I definitely want to go. Get the sale starts uh, July 15th. It's a good time. Like they No, they're on really sale. The, the date is July 15th. Oh, forgive me. I messed that up. They're on sale now. <laughs> but it's a good time. Good music, good vibes, and fine, beautiful people show up now. You know what show else is a really up. good time? There is a new show called It Is What It Is. It is on YouTube, and it features Cameron and Mace. Girl, I saw a clip of that, and I was like, what in it the, is the greatest haberdashery? I love it. It speaks to the inner raggedy in me. Everything that they talk about is like, pause. Hey, yo, like they're childish. But they're talking about sports. So you might not like it or get it. Damn it, because I love Mace. But you should. First of all, I'm just happy that they're doing it, too. I love to see it because they had real beef back in the day. So the fact that they put this aside and they're doing their thing, it just brings me great joy. Maturity. Maturity. Black men love each other. Yeah. And they're just goofy and silly and problematic. I will say they're problematic. I mean, it's Is it's Mace Mason. talking his Christianity stuff? Is he dropping some holy gems? Or no. He, is, is he giving no. that up? Mace, well, I guess a little bit. He is, it's, um, you know, when he's saying pause and stuff, because it's kind of like, you know, anti- homosexuality i guess (laughs) or like you can't say anything that's (laughs) slightly homosexual so yeah it's in line with his christian beliefs wow hate it i just pissed off both yeah but to say that was was an interesting critique i just pissed off (laughs) the gay community i'm fucking up i'm very stressed i was crying earlier i'm gonna do better wait till we get to the transgender information down below uh, more to come on that also i don't want to talk about succession this week let's give it a breather let's see what happens i do want to announce that black mirror is returning that is very exciting and lastly sad news ode to Babel is closing this is a brooklyn gem i celebrate you came Celebrated my 30th birthday yeah, there. I almost went home with a woman that day at Old Babel. I Absolutely. almost lived my gay fucking dreams <laughs> yeah. out. Internet cock block. No, like I didn't. Head. She did. I came back. Tina came. So my sister, y'all, came to me and was like, um, I know that we're ready. First of all, Tina was stressed out because Jade was walking around and pouring tincture infused liquor into our <laughs> into our drinks it was infused with <laughs> thc <laughs> so everyone was high as a fucking kite and drunk <laughs> and she was just walking around like happy birthday and then she would have the little dropper and go bleep, 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 drink that up so by the end of the night we're high. all pretty obliterated and tina comes out because she wouldn't allow any droplets in her drink <laughs> and she very sternly looks at me and says, um, I tried to get Shanti, but she said that she's good. She's going to go home with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I was. And I was like, 
I was. And I literally. I was in love. I didn't even <laughs> respond. I got, I, I sobered up and got annoyed and was like, every fucking time she gets drunk, she swears she gay. And I walked in there and I gripped you up. And I apologized to the lady. I said, I'm sorry. That lady was mad as hell. She was, she was super like, mad at me. She here. was looking at me like I was your girl or something. <laughs> like I was being like, yo, you want my lady? Because she's like, hold up. She was talking to me. And I'm like, first of all, this is not my girl. This is my friend. But she's not really gay. She also doesn't know where she is. I don't even <laughs> think her phone is still charged. So I actually can't let her go home with you. It's a safety issue. No diss. Okay. Oh, boy. So shout good out times. to Ode. Anyway, good times at Ode. Right. Good times at Ode. But no, it's closing. I think that the the neighborhood changing. The whites finally won. And they're changing their um their structure there. They're now, I think, they're opening another space, but it's going to be more like a membership only kind of vibe. I guess like mm. Soho House and stuff. I kinda hate the idea, but I won't knock it until we see what it is, but it just feels like, oh, now it's going to be exclusive to a certain group of people who can't afford it. And that's kind of corny to me. I looked at my P&Ls. I cannot afford it. So I will not be attending. <laughs> Sorry. And I heard that the new space is small. I'm like, oh, y'all, y'all love a small space. You just y'all love a little claustrophobic space. Damn. A, little, a little tight. But old was a vibe. What is so RIP to old. In other news, politics as usual, I would like to shout out the See The Thing Is listener who commented on YouTube and was like, I like Around Away Curls, but I'll listen to them because they talk too much politics. This is for you. <laughs> the Dominion lawsuit. This was the lawsuit. So remember a negative. One thing I don't do is remember that it wasn't comment even negative. and bring it back. I wasn't even negative. You. I was like, you know what? I get it. I get it. This would not be for everybody. I completely understand. Um, but the Dominion lawsuit is one. That's the one where they were suing Fox News. Of course, we discussed it at length on previous episodes. This law, this lawsuit settled. They settled right before they were about to go to trial, a trial where many of the Fox um, personalities were going to have to testify. Um, they they settled for <clears throat> seven hundred eighty seven five hundred. Wait, I can't even <laughs> say it. Wait, five hundred thousand million seven hundred eighty seven million five hundred thousand dollars, which is basically. $800 million. I need to put this into the perspective of Fox. The company reported that in the first quarter, fiscally, they earned a revenue of $3.19 billion. Wow. So while that is much more than what the settlement is, for one settlement, this is huge. That takes quite a they chunk. They said, we ain't tell, you gotta, listen, shut the fuck up, take this, we ain't, you ain't bringing all our shit out on these streets. We ain't no. making this public. But this is not their only lawsuit. There are other folks that are about to oh. sue them who might be able to get close to, if mm. not more. So they, this is going to wreak havoc on them, I believe. Now, mm. a lot of people were very disappointed with this because- 
in the settlement, Fox did not have to go on back like on camera and say, we lied. And that's what a lot of folks wanted because Fox never reported on this lawsuit. Their viewers, which is has the higher viewership of news, has no idea. Most of them don't even know about this lawsuit because they don't watch anything else. And they won't know that Fox lied. So that was deeply disappointing. A lot of folks felt like Dominion let them down. I was not surprised by this because Dominion was not suing so that Fox could have to answer for its like uh, ill will and um, propaganda. They wanted money. You fucked up my business model that I worked very hard on and you need to pay for it. And they got their Jesus money. Jesus Christ. Um, and the their future generations money as well. That part. Child. Listen, I feel like as a result of this, Tucker Carlson was then fired. Tucker Carlson is their most popular news anchor personality. Now, it comes out that Tucker Carlson actually was fired, supposedly, allegedly, because the New York Times has revealed that he, of course, this is not surprising to anyone, has um, a very hostile, he creates a hostile work environment for women. There are text messages where he's uh, referred to certain women as cunts, um, where he talks about women of a certain age as basically useless, and other women who are not of a certain age are um, yummy. There's all, There's like a bunch of other things that came out too, where he was talking about very, very, um, what is it? Oh God, I'm struggling. What is it? Very prominent figures within Fox, um, disparagingly. Listen, Tucker Carlson's out of here. But the thing that's very interesting about it is that Tucker Carlson's slot has now lost 50% of its viewership. Yeah, Fox fucked around and found out. They find it out. Yeah, people are pissed. They're they very are angry. Pissed. They love him. And it's so political. I mean, of course, it's all they don't give a fuck about what he what kind of job environment he created or the pol- like the the morality behind his firing. It's very politicized that the left, you know, the left agenda, they came and took him down because he was telling the truth and you know fox is being even fox is being usurped by this leftist agenda but that's what a lot of the listeners are believe that they're like well he released a video on twitter that was just a bunch of words he didn't say much of nothing in that video i was like what just happened um and that actually had more views than the than his time slot on fox (laughs) since he left which is wild He's going to be all right. I mean, oh, he's going to go career, somewhere else and great. get a ton of fucking money he's or create fine. his own shit and get a ton yeah. of fucking money. So in other news, Don Lemon fired from CNN. Gone. Monday, April 24th. He was out of here. Do you want to go into this? Yeah, he has been with CNN for a very long time. Very long. Started in 2006, all the way up to this year. He had his own show, The Don Lemon Tonight. And most recently, he served as a co-host of the morning program with Caitlin Collins and Poppy Harlow. Before, I'm sorry, I did, they didn't deserve that, and I apologize. But those names just brought that out of me. 
uh, Caitlin Collins and Poppy Harlow before he was fired. Don went straight to the twi- Twitter and said, I'm stunned after 17 years of CNN. I would have thought someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. And no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work I have loved at the network. And niggas at CNN was like, he lying. We tried to meet up with them, but he refused yeah. to talk with us. So whatever. Um I I still don't I'm seeing lots of different reasons why he's fired why he's been fired um some from black folks and then this reasoning here is that he too um had a lot of sexually insensitive remarks as well as I think he also had had some incidents with women that he worked with as well within the within That's what his they're workplace. allegedly reporting yes um, but he was pulled off the air for comments about Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley saying she is not in her in her prime. It caused a lot of people to be upset so much so that even the CNN CEO, Mr. Licht, liked Mr. Licht. The fucking CEO came through and was like, no, 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 we don't condone that. Like, get this nigga out of here, yo. Um I know nothing about Don Lemon aside from him seeing him on the New Year's like programs getting fucked up. And I'm like, yo, this nigga crazy. I've seen a couple of his clips, but I definitely haven't followed his career. Um, I know that he was polarizing. Was he? I don't know. Like, I is mean, he like Van Jones? Like, no. Is he? He's not, he's not like Van Jones because Van Jones be like crying for white people. But Don Lemon has said some interesting things. He, he went to, I believe it was Ferguson and reported there that was like, and there's of course a smell of marijuana in the air. (laughs) He was just like, Don, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) So Don, which is tricky, can be tricky. I think CNN is cleaning up shop. I think CNN is really struggling with its own ratings as well. He wasn't the best fit for Caitlin Collins and Poppy Harlow. He's talked all over them. I don't necessarily think it was because they were women. I think it was because he was used to having his own show. And so he kind of got demoted from having this primetime night thing down to this morning show and sharing Mm -hmm. the stage with two other women. Yeah. Um, one of which Caitlin Collins, she came up heavy during the Trump era. She reported she was like the White House correspondent for CNN there. Um, and, you know, she's she's done a good job and now she has, you know, a spot on morning news. But it just the. The chemistry, the chemistry did not work, and I guess he probably came off as a little dismissive towards them. But, you know. Again, I think Don's going to be fine. He got a ton of money. He was at the Time 100 event where he was like, y'all are more worried about me than about me than I am. Like, I am privileged. I have enough money where I'm going to chill out this summer. I'm going to be on a boat with my husband. And I'll figure Don's out what gay? my next... Girl. I did not know that. How did you not know that Don Lemon was gay? I did not. I tell you, I know nothing about that man. Sorry to that man. <laughs> Uh, but yeah I mean Don I was I was shocked to see it It, it, and I was sad to see it he had like a love affair with um my old boo who got fired for colluding with his goddamn brother what was his name oh for real 
he, the they New loved York, it. The, they would always the be New like, York love guy, you, the... They'd be like, I love you, brother. He'd be like, I love you too. Like they would have these bro fests. Oh. And it was so sweet. What was his name? Chris what was Cuomo. His name? Yeah. But it seems like in both of these cases of Don and with, uh, what's that nigga's name? Uh, Tucker Carlson, this, this idea of losing their jobs because of their sexism seems like an aside, you know, it doesn't feel like they're really going into that. It feels like it's almost just like, yeah, yeah, they were being sexist. That's why they're, they got kicked off. And again, I'm not following it deeply, but it doesn't feel like that is the point of discussion really or importance really almost to the point that I don't even know if that is, if, if that's just like, um, them just politicking and then they're like, yeah, yeah. Say they created this, they had these sexist remarks. Like, is that an, like that remark is enough to get him kicked off in this day and age? Yes. Yes. Actually. Yeah. And we still, as much people like to say that we're not in the me too era, we very much are still. I mean, I could, I can understand Tucker Carlson calling women a cunt and just being like, well, no, there are reports that, that Don acted amok acted a fool i don't know if it's true or not but yeah so well who knows child but it's giving succession it's all just whenever i hear this stuff i'm like (laughs) what what really the succession episode is going on yeah like what is happening there all right let's get to it and i want to start by this is our last politics topic and then we have a bunch of pop culture everyone so just don't worry but let me get my um, clips together first. Let me get myself organized real fast. Um, pardon me. I want to preface this with we live in a world, I'm very aware, um, that is utterly transphobic, right? And because of that, sadly, I feel that it's really hard for folks who are not in that community to ask questions or engage in and like dialogue without seeming insensitive or even transphobic themselves. And so I'm coming to this conversation completely ignorant, but completely open to learning and wanting to understand um, and hoping that listeners, that whoever can actually give us some guidance. So the House passed the Protection of Women and Girls Sports Act, and this essentially bans trans women and girls from competing in federally funded schools and education programs. Gender would be based solely on a person's reproductive biology. And so uh, Republicans don't have the vote in the Senate, um, but Democrats in the Senate aren't stating how they really feel. They're stating that it should be left up to the relevant organizations involved in elite sports to make this decision. Um, And it seems like they don't want to get their hands dirty with the upcoming election. They don't want to offend anyone. So they're just like, you know what? This is really, we shouldn't even be touching this. Let the sports world deal with this. We ain't got nothing to do with it. Um, I think something that is very fair and concerning when I listened to the argument, um, the language that was being used was very transphobic. 
um, they were saying stuff like, you know, um, the training, calling the transitioning from one gender to another, like it's a, a perverse biological fantasy. It's dangerous. It's corrupting our children. And, and this kind of language is like, of course, nobody wants to, to hear that shit. Like I'm against that. That's very anti-trans in my book and doesn't allow for a whole lot of space for conversation and understanding on how we deal with this very real conversation around trans women in sports. And the reason why I think women, trans women are being, um, some people will say attacked or, or this, the conversation is revolving around them is because there's this idea that, well, if you're a trans woman, then you automatically have a leg up in sports and it's not fair. Whereas if you're a trans man, you don't have the same biological tools and strength that men born as men have. And forgive me if I'm saying things without, not with the right language. I'm really trying. So, um, I had some thoughts around this, but then I, I wanted to listen to some transgender, um, athletes and activists. And one in particular, I, I knew personally in college, Chris Mosier, Chris Mosier, uh, she, he, excuse me, is a gold medal winner. And Chris transitioned when I graduated college. Chris was a woman while I was in college, transitioned to a man and fucking killed it and won gold medals and has done his thing and continues to do his thing. But there is also transgender athlete rights activists um, in the cycling world who is a world champion, um, Veronica Ivy. And I'd like to pay a clip of Veronica on Trevor Noah's show because I thought this was really poignant. So it's a fundamental tenet of like the Olympic movement that sport is a human right. So in their Olympic charter, in their fourth fundamental principle of Olympism, they say participation in sport is a human right. And they mean that at the competitive level. Mm -hmm. So th this issue, people like to say that it's a complicated issue and I don't actually think it is. I think it's very simple. It all boils down to, do you actually think that trans women and intersex women are real women and are really female mm -hmm. or not? And if you do, it's very simple. Just stop policing who counts as a real woman because this has had history of racism built into it over the years. It's not an accident that the intersex athletes who get singled out are women of color from the global south because who gets singled out for scrutiny is based on white women's conceptions of femininity. And that's being weaponized against trans people too. So it's a fear of protecting the fragile, weak, cis white woman from the rest of us. Okay. So that's the first clip. And then there's a second that I'd like to play as well, because I thought this was really um, poignant. I'm a biological female mm -hmm. as well. So this question of do trans women have an advantage over cis women? We don't know. Um, in fact, there's basically no published research on this question. However, 
there's good reason to think that there isn't, but I think it's irrelevant because we allow all kinds of competitive advantages within women's sport. So one example I'd love to talk about is the 2016 Rio Olympic women's high jump final. First place was over six foot three, tenth place was five foot five. So a 10 and a half inch height difference between first and 10th at the Olympics okay. in high jump. Right. And we call that fair. Okay. So the range of body types within the female category is way, way bigger than anything that could be attributed to trans women. Uh -huh. So if there's an advantage, and I'm not saying that there is for trans women in women's sport, it's not an unfair advantage. But also, we've been competing, at, trying to compete at the highest level for decades. We've been allowed to compete for decades. And no one has won an elite world championship. No one has won an Olympic gold medal. This Tokyo Olympics was the first time trans women even qualified for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. So this idea that trans women are suddenly going to take over women's sport is an irrational fear of trans women, which is the dictionary definition of transphobia. So first, I, oh, I hit the mic. I want to stop. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that in listening to that, um, I am noticing my covert transphobia as well mm. as immediately assuming that because of bio biology that they would be, um, that there's a, there's an inequity in terms of strength, speed and performance because of the physicality, the basic physicality. Mm -hmm. um, but this underlying question that serves as everything, or, or, or this underlying question of, do you consider trans women to be women? And answering that, I feel like, is the guide guiding is what leads this conversation first and foremost. Um, and I think what I'm noticing in myself to be completely honest is yeah, my own transphobia coming up in, in terms of th yeah, thinking that it's, that it wouldn't be um, fair, even though I had, have seen no scientific evidence or looked and researched it or have been following this closely myself, that that's just the bias that immediately um, comes up. But I, I would be interested to see um, performance wise, what happens, what comes up? Because again, you, the, the, the argument that a five, foot 10 woman versus a five foot two woman doing a high jump. Obviously it doesn't feel equitable just because we allow it. Do it doesn't mean that it was really equitable. I don't right. like, okay. Two very different builds, two very women. different builds. But I also really hear the, um, often the criticism and the suspicion of black bodied women that are very muscular and very fast and how they are often scrutinized and often, um, like I just used the word suspicious of them in terms of performance enhancements. Mm -hmm. um, 
And if and then it becomes this racialized, it gets really fucking tricky. Yeah, she touched so, on that. Yeah, it gets real like, you know, black saying black people in general. And there's a myth that we all um I think we all are conditioned to believe that black people are just superior genetically in their build you know and white people carry that inferiority in themselves as well of like you know that's not fair Mm -hmm. i don't know i just said a bunch of words no i i think that was because we're working through it i think um yeah i noticed after listening to and i i wish i could have found a clip of chris as well but after listening to um veronica um, and just hearing out a bunch of folks on, you know, YouTube talk about this, it did make me check myself because my immediate re- reaction is like, okay, I'm a competitive person. I've never played competitive sports, but my parents were athletes. You know, I, I'm competitive in other ways, you know, whether it was performing or whatever the case is. And I know what it is to train and train and train and get to a place where you feel like this person has an unfair advantage over me. And it doesn't matter all the work that I've put in now you're stealing my spot, which is similar to how like people feel like, Oh, you, you're coming into this country and stealing my job. There's not enough. Right. And so I went to listen, if Shaq, tomorrow or Shaq back in the day said, you know what? I, this is not who I am. I'm actually, I, I'm a woman. I'm going to transition. And Shaq went to the WNBA. What? Like, what do you do with that? But the very, if you, if you go back to that, um, interview, Veronica talks more about that, her and Trevor. And so they start to talk more about, well, does that have anything to do with gender? Or again, is that just an equitable mm-hmm. physical yeah. Yeah. ability yeah. thing? Yeah. Because yeah. you look at, and I'm not saying that she's anywhere close to Shaq, but what's this his name? Who was in Russia? What's our girl's Brittany name? Brittany Griner. Brittany. Brittany versus Dawn Staley. Two very different people, two very different positions, but still competing against each other in the same league, not at the same time, but you see what I'm just different. So they were talking about that in terms of like boxing, boxing, you box, you do box the gender, right? Because we're learning now that gender is not a binary, that there's all of these other spectrums of gender, but in boxing, you box your weight class. It's not just men boxing each other. It's it's okay. And women boxing each other. It's you are a woman, you're a woman, but you also weigh this. Mm-hmm. And so that that gets that brings it to be more mm. fair and equitable. Yeah. Then yeah. you go to yeah. the um oh God, I want to say this correctly. Lord Jesus. The Paralympics, where you have folks who, you know, some folks are blind. Some folks have are amputees and have prosthetics. Some all all of these different things, and so they have to determine mm. who should be competing against one mm-hmm. another. Mm-hmm. How is it more equitable? And so this would require. I think the biggest pushback is you have these establishments, right, where the NBA is a huge business. 
You know, the WNBA is a business is a huge business in and of itself, but nowhere near the NBA, NFL, etc. You would have to rethink the entire sports spectrum on how you know these how people qualify mm-hmm. to compete against one another mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. just not a willingness to do that because it's established it's making money and people don't give a fuck to care whether or not a trans well, person can compete or not. not yeah the gender binary is not a collective uh, exactly we are collectively not in agreement about the gender binary so yeah and if we are wow that's wild though that makes that to me that makes more sense because there is something to physicality that cannot be denied right there's something to bigger stronger um yeah and, and being paired up with somebody that is in the same that mirrors you that that what's the word i can't remember what you just said but even if it's weight or yeah that makes a like lot you more and sense. i should not box against one another yeah that doesn't make sense we're both women yeah. but we should not be in a ring together mm-hmm. me and jasmine can be in a ring together but mm-hmm. you and i should not be in a ring together you and amanda maybe mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying like that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense and so I don't know. I, I also realized too, and for me in talking about this, there's still a binary because even in my mind and that I need to work out that even in speaking about it, I'm still trans woman. So you're a woman. Got it. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Even if you're trans, you're still a woman. Fine. Yeah, 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 that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, so now yeah, you're a woman yeah. and yeah. then you're trans man. Okay. You're a man. So man, woman. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's there's an in between there. I gotta take some ayahuasca to break that fucking binary open for me or something because yeah. I can't. Because these kids aren't going by I, this anymore. Yeah, and I can't. But but there's something about there's something about um, this idea of feminine and masculine mm-hmm. that I fuck with and that I'm attached to and mm. that I don't want that I I think is undeniable. Now who and how we that's represented and who gets to claim that and is that a social to, construct it, though it, but that that's something i think that can be broken down but this idea of feminine and masculine me personally oh my god oh wow is that what you listen to to calm yourself down it feels it should it feels i don't know why that colonizer-y. just came <laughs> that would give me a heart that was woman from the pirate king and i don't know why that's playing <laughs> but go right ahead please continue no i'm just saying that i i don't want that i i fuck with it i like mm. masculinity i like masculine energy i like it makes sense to you energy I just feel like it's right? it exists like it's it is it's there. But those energies exist. But why do they have to be masculine or feminine? Why can't they just be that energy? I think that's because what we gotta name it. Because fuck, you gotta you. fucking name it. And, like and again, that's what makes sense to us. Wrapping our minds around something else is like you are asking us to relearn everything. Everything's binary. Most things, you know. Very interesting. Very interesting stuff. I will say Dwayne Wade is leaving Florida because he said that his family is not really welcome there and can't thrive there, which I fuck with him on that. And then I just want to highlight the freshman uh, Montana trans congresswoman 
is barred from speaking and facing disciplinary action. This should be getting national outrage. Zoe Zephyr, I don't know how to say Z-E-P-H-Y-R. This should be getting as much national outrage as the the, uh, events that happened in Kentucky. She is being told that she needs to apologize for her comments. Her comments were, if you vote yes on this bill, this was a bill that was going to limit trans rights. She said, if you vote yes on this bill and yes on these amendments, I hope the next time you bow your heads in prayer, you see blood on your hands. Now, uh, the Montana House Speaker deemed this, those comments, as out of line and breaking house decorum. Um... I don't know if that's that out of line. She ain't calling nobody out their name. She just said, you know, you're going to this. There's going to be ramifications to this and it's going to be on you. They say and, that shit quick as hell when it comes to abortion. They listen, love to talk about blood in the hands and the and the girl child. Let preach. it be about a baby. But they are literally barring her from speaking. And now there's all these oh, protests gosh. and things. So this is a hot ass fucking mess. And they God don't uh, help us. Yeah, I know. God, for real, like help us. Somebody. <laughs> That's please. my prayer. That's my prayer tonight. God, for real, help us. <laughs> you know what? That's the name of the episode. For All real, right. though, we are in trouble. God, for Gross. real. Gross. All right, let's move on. Too much politics. Help us. Pop culture. You know, w- when we ask about pop culture, I literally, honey, the current events for me, are politics. That's why I'm like, when you ask me to, when folks ask me to go, look, look at my first pop culture note. Carolyn Bryant, who was accused, who who accused Emmett Till of whistling at her, has died. Thoughts. Like, that's not really pop culture. <laughs> but it's my version of pop culture. What do we think about this? Because I said, bye, girl. I got nothing for her. Do you have what, any what thoughts? Are, what, I don't know what people, um, what we're supposed to think about that. Uh, like, die slow, rot in hell. I'm asking you, what came up for you? Anything? That's not what comes up for me. I, I, I don't feel, um, I don't feel a sense of compassion for her. I don't feel anything about it. I, I, Carolyn died of, we don't know what Carolyn's life like, what, what her life was like living with that kind of, um, Living with that, so yeah, because you know. can't even say guilt. We don't even know if she felt guilty. We don't know. We don't know what she, how she lived her life. Um, and everybody's like, "Oh, there's no justice." I don't know. We don't know. There, Carolyn might have experienced some shit, and God or she had the hands have. in it. We do not know. So I, I, I don't run to be like, "Die slow, you bitch." Yeah, I said bye, girl. But Dr. Carr, the Uh-oh. God. Let me read you a tweet that he had wrote. He said, Carolyn Bryant Donaham died in August 1955. Every day since then, she rejected the chance to bring herself partially back to life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now her body has joined her name, reputation, and character Mm -hmm. in eternal death. Yeah. The spirit of veneration excuse me, the spirit of venerated ancestors, Emmett and Mammy Till live. Yeah. I said, there it is, Doc. That's it right there. That's it. So 
moving right along. Again, more death. Pioneer of Trash TV, Jerry Springer, has gone to be with the ancestors. And black Twitter is grieving. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all get on my nerves. (laughs) They didn't grieve like that for Harry Belafonte, which we going to get on to now. Lots of death. R.I.P. I said, look at y'all crying Jerry, over Jerry. Girl, Jerry was a staple in the community, staple of my childhood. Are you you watch Jerry Springer? Absolutely. I'm yeah. Really? I was homeschooled and my mom would, you know, you you think of a um an electric outlet plug and on the to- on the two metal pieces, there's generally a circle in between it and my mom would put a lock in between it so that we wouldn't put we couldn't plug up our tv oh my god because my sister and i would be home we would make a pa- my sister would make a pack of ramen noodles like nobody's fucking business and we used to sit there and not do any homework or schoolwork and watch jerry springer my mom had to put a stop to it and put a fucking lock on the tv and now and jojo found that bitch and still watched it what I said, and now JoJo doesn't even have because, a TV. Because the shit no I was watching, Jerry was the god, okay? Oh, I'm disgusted. All right. You didn't watch Jerry Springer? I wasn't allowed to watch Jerry Springer. My dad would get very upset. And sometimes when he wanted, felt like being raggedy and didn't didn't feel like covering up his raggediness, we could watch it if he had it on. With the understanding that we better not turn that shit on if he not sitting there cackling. Jerry jerry no fights the fights like ain't no tv was not ready for what jerry had to bring to it okay even jerry was disappointed in himself did you know that (laughs) did you know that he said it he was like this is tom fool tom foolery and it's just a job can i some jerry springer trivia since you love him so much Uh where was jerry born i don't know girl new york bad jerry i'll give you another hit jerry was not born in this country Fuck Canada? your brain up. No bad. Jerry was born in England, in London. Oh my God. Taking the white. Jerry, why was Jerry jobs. born in London? What what was his parents fleeing from? He's Jewish, right? Ding, 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 ding. What were they fleeing from? What were they running from, child? If he's Jewish. The Nazis. There you go. What city was he the mayor of? God damn, I should know this. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was a mayor of a city. I don't know. Some Midwestern. Ooh, ding, North- ding, ding. Come on. Work it out. I don't know. I don't know. Where's the what state is really important in the elections? Girl, why are you going to ask me that? You know, that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't Ohio, know. So Cincinnati. Uh, OK. Cincinnati. Yes, Cincinnati. That's where it was filmed. Oh, my God. All right. Last question. What was the name of the police officer that took a part-time job being a security guard, liked it so much, quit? Damn, what was his name? Quit being a police officer. And got his own fucking show. To be the full-time security guard. I'm so ashamed that I don't know it. You ain't a real one. What was his name, Shiny? I don't know, but he got his own show. What was his name? Girl, you just looked it up, you goddamn. I know, but I know I got it right here. What was his name? 
I don't know, but he was an icon. Steve. Bald. Steve. Steve. Steve was a muscular, had a black shirt on. Standing bald head. Here, just letting them girls hit him. Jerry Springer is what, what's that, what's that network I hate? Zeus. That network hurts me. Shout out to Asante and them that watch that shit. It really makes me want to weep. But Jerry Springer brought on Zeus. That's what it is. And Zeus took it to like the next level of just tear. It's bell hooks, worst nightmare. Jerry was lower chakra, right? And then it was like Jenny Jones. And then it was like, Mari was one step up. I don't know why, because he was like trying to rehabilitate. Jerry never tried to rehabilitate. Jerry never was trying to do a fucking makeover. He was like. Who was the other guy though? There was another, Ronaldo? What was his name? Oh, he don't count. He was high, he was high echelon there. He was, he was a white collar. He was up there with like Montel? Yeah, he was white Mm. collar. Uh, We don't have those shows no more. They just, they, all the girls just got shows and they be singing. The fuck? Well, we Je- have like Jennifer Hudson house. and Kelly Clarkson literally have talk shows just so they could sing every show. <laughs> like, there's <laughs> there's never no. anybody on where they're just talking and getting to know them, and they want a makeover the or they tell their life nobody story. Fighting no more on TV. I think uh, Mari. Mari. That. Yes, they Maury's are. They're still- fighting on Zeus Network and the game. What is the Housewives of all the Housewives trilogies? Are they fighting on that? They're not really fighting on the house. Yeah, they arguing. Yeah, they just be fighting. And what's the one with the girl Krishan on? Whatever show that is. That's bad Zeus, girls. girl. Oh, Bad Girls, that Bad net, Boys. That network ain't right. The Bad Girls Club, Bad Boys R. Club, I. they not right. P. Jerry Springer. No. Sad to hear it. Look at how... So, I, I learned so much about Harry now. <laughs> you disappointed Harry me. Belafonte. Y'all, Shanti was like, Harry was singing them songs. <laughs> Let me like, tell you what? something. Yes. This whole time, those the those songs. What's it? How the song goes? Sing a song. Say, uh, uh, shake, nope. shake, shake, Sonora, shake your body. But I thought that was a white man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because back in the day, the white men were taking everybody's jobs. They were Mexican, Egyptians, black, Caribbean. Mm, not you they stealing were, our history as well. I didn't know that was Harry B. Harry Coming B. Coming through on the ones and twos. Singing his ass up. off. You know what? What's that? I'm going to look for the, um, go keep going. Tell us about Harry, Harry B. Harry was born in Harlem. Harry was biracial. Harry Fine. was a descendant of two biracial parents. Both mm. his parents was mixed, making him a mixed man. He was from black, Jewish, Scottish. He he loved that song. Hala Navida Hala. That was his fucking jam. Harry <laughs> was singing know, that how song. How do you know that? Shanti? Listen, I did. I deep dive into Harry. I was like, let me get into this little butter pecan man. What was Whoa. he doing? <laughs> he was cute. He didn't fall in love with acting and singing until after he served in the Navy in World War II. He stumbled upon it. He said, "Oh my God, this is for me." He went on to sell one, listen, one million records, Calypso album, fucked it up, <laughs> performed in lots of plays. You got to do he his eulogy. He was one of the few EGOT winners. The God. This, this man was also um, said to have been the one that brought the glorious South African seri- uh, singer Marion Makiba over mm. to for real the u.s yeah he was like yo wa- watch this woman work watch watch this invited her into the fold 
He was the first black man to host The Tonight Show. Mm. It was called The Sit-In. Johnny Carson was doing his uh, solidarity shit. He said, go ahead, sit up there for a week, black man. Everything will be okay afterwards. Why was it called a sit-in, though? Because he was black? Girl, we got to to have the undertones. Let me tell you something. Harry was about the revolution. And a little bit, a little bit. He didn't fuck with the Panthers or any type of like real segregationist. He wasn't with it. But he was really about integration. He was very close friends with Martin Luther King. He helped him organize the walk in Washington in which I had a dream was spoken. He financially supported many bailouts during mm-hmm. the protests. He coordinated Nelson Mandela's first visit to the U.S. in 1990. Girl. Harry was not, he was for the people. Can I play and, a clip of him talking about th- that huh? being for the people before you get into this next thing? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I was born in the ghetto. My mother was a domestic worker. My father was a seaman. I grew up in Harlem. I grew up not only with racism and segregation in America, but I grew up in the West Indies uh, under colonialism. And my, and my, 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 my aunts and uncles and my grandparents were agriculturalists. They were farmers. And I saw what they did from morning until night and what their rewards were under the, the might of uh, British exploitation. Yet I've come into my own manhood and, uh, and I've sought to apply myself to this world. I have children, I have high hopes for them. I fought in the Second World War, I was in the United States Navy. I was told then and I fought with the knowledge that this was the war to end all wars that we were going to defeat fascism and mankind could turn its attention to the best that was in man. And now I come and my son is 10 years old and I will arm him with everything that I can so that he will be free of any primitive medieval, you know, concepts about false patriotism, about boundaries, about the meaning of flags. You know, mankind is much bigger than all of these primitive symbols. And I don't want to see my boy with his face uh, stuck in some rice paddy off in Vietnam or off in some other land, protecting the interests of the establishment and and trying to reward their greed with his life. Uh, I'm opposed to it. And I don't want him to be armed with a sense of being able to go off and destroy another human being anywhere in the world whom he's never known. It's, 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 It's inhuman. It's terrible. And the reason I hang around is to make sure that uh, in my old age, if I live to see it, that uh, I will be able to say that in my lifetime I, I did all that I could with what was at my disposal because I would hate for my children to look at me and to say, uh, where were you? Long ass clip, but bars. But they, back in the day, them Negroes were eloquent, okay? Listen, because they Straight read. words together. They read, child. I got something else better- for you. Uh-oh. This is a Patreon exclusive. This won't be in the episode, Mati. This is just for you, though. That's my shit. send it to you you thought that was a white man man. i think it was on beetlejuice i was like what that's why you thought it was a white man because it was on beetlejuice 
I didn't know the historical historical context. Anyway, keep going. Harry Eloquent. didn't fuck with Jay Z and Beyonce though. Now, <laughs> in an Harry, interview, Harry was a curmudgeon in his old age. Let's just make did. that very he clear. He had a lot to say. <laughs> he said he was asked, "Are you happy with the image of members of minorities in Hollywood today?" He said, no, not at all. They have not told the history of our people, nothing of who we are. We are still looking. And I think one of the greatest abuses of this modern day is that we should have had such high profile artists, powerful celebrities, but they have turned their back on social responsibility. That goes for Jay-Z and Beyonce, for example. Give me Bruce Springsteen. And now you're talking. I really think he is black. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> he, why? He, I'm telling you, he was tricky in his old age. Jay Z responded and said, "I'm just trying to find common ground before Mr. Belafonte come and chop a nigga down. <laughs> Respect these youngins. This is my time now. You don't know all the shit I do for the homies. <laughs> Shut up, Jay Z. <laughs> all of this nonsense. <laughs> Apparently, they made up. They kissed and made it up. But Belafonte also criticized the Bush administration and compared Colin Powell, the first black secretary of state, to a slave permitted to come into the house of the master. I know that's right. <laughs> Talk your shit. Finally, Harry had three wives. Two of them were white. Thank you. Shout out to you, Harry. Keeping you got to laugh to keep from crying. <laughs> He said, yeah, yeah, power to the people. My white queen and I. My Jewish queen <laughs> over on my left. Listen, I want to know what Jesse thinking. What's his name? What's the one you don't trust? Jesse Williams? Yeah, that Harry Belafonte was passing the baton to him. Because they like epic. No, that's look not like why. It's because of the work, <laughs> you monster. Moving right along. Red Table Talk. Look, we got pop culture for y'all. It's been canceled. <laughs> Um, all of Facebook's original content has been canceled. So they're shopping oh. for a new home. Curious hmm. to know what that means about Facebook's revenue. Uh, they're also laying off 15% of their employees. They this trouble. doesn't feel very pop culture like, but. <laughs> but that shit crazy though. That's where my head <laughs> went with it. <laughs> I don't know what Jada and them talk about. As we get older, it's just going to become more and more curmudgeonly mm -hmm. and politicized as well. Shout All right. Out. Here's no, here's real pop culture. Ready? Ashante. Oh, Ashanti. Oh Ashante. <laughs> sound like um, Fat My Joe. Um, Ashanti has been spotted backstage at some venue holding hands with Nelly. Mm -hmm. she didn't circle back now she had a man we don't know what happened to him she was talking about him during verses and nelly made that beeline over to her and it's just it's just been tricky ever since that nigga i don't trust him after his was in that video rolling his eyes around at his head looking all bugged <laughs> out so black twitter hates it but i will say that i have a friend who had told me nelly's putting a diz out huh uh-uh. That's the kind of dick you want to come back to? Well, I, I don't have nothing to do with his penis, but she had told me, they had told me, that Nelly is tricky. <laughs> That's Girl, <it>. that weak-ass <laughs> statement. Nelly's tricky. He, he... All right, say less, Might girl, use some performance-enhancing things for the day, for the night. He just be zo zooted up. He'd be zooted Did and booted. Did you say performance-enhancing? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
He might be could, using some things as, that might have had his head rolling, his eyes rolling back in his head. It, he really did. It mm-hmm. was there. Was, that was evidence of it. Twitter hates it. I'm nervous for Ashanti. Ashanti, you didn't. You're 40 years old now. You look great, girl. You've been drinking your water. You've been minding your business. Thick as hell. This is not the Sankofa moment that we were hoping for. Do not go back and fetch this. Keep going, girl. Okay? Please. I'm concerned. But also, she's a Libra, so I already know she about to to ruin it. (laughs) (laughs) She's leading with a head. She's leading with a heart. Her head didn't go out the fucking window. <laughs> she just doing dumb shit. Oh, Lord. Anyway, uh, more pop culture for you kids. Swiss Beats has uh, teased that there might be a Lil' Kim and Nicki Minaj versus. He teased oh this God. on The Breakfast that Club. That is disrespectful. I hate that. Tell us why, I queen. hate that. I know why. Who the fuck you didn't put Lil' Kim up against Nicki Minaj? Why do you hate it? Who you got? You just got to state it. I already know. It's Lil' Kim. (laughs) That's disrespectful. Tell us why. That's disrespectful. Because it's just a, a completely different era. It's a complete. She laid the foundation. That's not your fucking peer, bro. You my son go sit on a party. (laughs) That's what it is. Nicki said it, but. It it applies no, the other way. The nerve. I am upset by that. Lil' Kim better not. She they better also have beef. Not. So it's huh? like they also have beef. Lil' Kim don't rock with her. So it, Nicki Minaj is co-signing Spice Girl. Spice <laughs> Stop calling what her. What is her girl name? Spice Ice girl. Spice. <laughs> Spice That's girl. how Nicki Minaj is off her fucking rocker and is manipulative predator. She weird, Wait, yo. Why is she all that? Because she likes. Because she every anybody Nikki is known in the industry. Oh, we talking real pop culture here. Look at us, <laughs> half baked too. Because I don't know. Nothing you don't know what the fuck up. you talk about. But keep going. But I, from what I I have made up in my head is that Nikki has a reputation for never really bringing in other young black female rappers. She's always been competitive. That's the beef that started with her and Cardi. She was beefing with some other light-skinned rapper who I don't name, who was like, yo, I was Lotto. trying to pay homage to you. And you Lotto. just, But then all of a sudden she on this little untalented girl's dick, like saying she's the princess of it. Get the No, she here. loves Koi. What's her name? Koi Ray? I think that's how you say that child's name. Nikki's been reaching out. Is Koi out. a threat to her? No, Nikki actually said that Koi, Koi, I believe, and I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Forgive me. She is... I think Benzino's daughter and she's actually very talented. She's a dancer. She's a rapper. She's a, a personality. She's stylish. She's a very petite woman who did not feel any need to do any work to her body. And Nikki shouted her out for that and was like, you know what? In this industry, that's really hard to do when you have people like at your label telling you that you need to look a certain way, that you need to be voluptuous, that you need to be X, Y, and Z. So I really salute this young girl for coming through as she is and doing her thing. She hopped on a track with her. The song was cute. I forget how it went. It was uh-uh. cute. That's different than saying she's the next princess. That's different than like Did Nicki Minaj say that? She's the next what? She, she said, said she's the princess of hip, the next little prince fest. Look that uh, up. Did she really say that? I don't know, child. <laughs> the way 
All right. I can't Maybe wait the song to keep is called doing. Princess. You know what we're going to do? <laughs> I think that's the song. <laughs> the, I think that we're just going to go down the shade room one day and just let you comment on everything that you have no context for. <laughs> you have oh, yeah. My bad. This song is called Princess Diana. <laughs> angry yeah, y'all asked just for it. angry you said we don't talk about politics enough, i was baby. upset oh baby i did not do the research needed for this but pros girl even Proz if you did, did you don't know what that means <laughs> all i know is pros is getting locked up yo the man got pros fuji's rapper accused in multi-million dollar political conspiracies Spanning two presidencies, he was convicted Wednesday after a trial that included testimony ranging from actor Leonardo DiCaprio to former U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Prize was like, I know fuck. what was going on, though. That's what the statement was like. I know this shit was illegal. <laughs> I was just trying to get some money, trying to help it. out this Asian boy. That's <laughs> it. So Prize was accused of funneling money from now fugitive Malaysian financer through straw donors to Barack Obama's 2012 reelection campaign then trying to squelch a Justice Department investigation and influence an extradition case on behalf of China under the Trump administration. You just made up words. Prize swore he was in a fucking... <laughs> no, I didn't. I high did. drama political thing. He really swore he was fucking it up. Meanwhile... Listen, the defense argued... as the middleman. Listen, they was the just def- using the man. <laughs> Listen... The defense argued the Grammy-winning rapper from the 90s hip-hop group, the Fugees, simply wanted to make money and got bad legal... <laughs> That's the funniest of my life. And got bad legal advice as he reinvented himself in the world of politics. He swore he was doing something. He was like, all right. They were like, yo, take prize. Take this $25 million and give it to Obama real quick Why for would me, he all right? do this? And he said, okay, say less. I got you here, Obama. Here's $25 million. Prize fucked up. You know what's crazy? I would like to shout out Renee Blewett. Renee gave me tickets to that. Uh, it was like a pre-show for their 20th anniversary tour. They were doing a Fuji's The Score 20th anniversary tour. She gave me her tickets and I went. And that's probably the last show they ever going to have together, child. And I was there. Between Prize and Laura Hill, child. Listen. And I'm and I'm still mad at Jay and Beyonce for not buying her masters back for her. Somebody need to get that girl her masters. Harry Belafonte said what he said about Jay Z and about he and did Beyonce. he pro- he probably went wrong now. Now I'm he mad said at them. That, he said Jerry Springer. We say Bruce Springsteen on the other hand. That's my <laughs> nigga, right? White wife number two. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yo, Harry. No, we got to pray for Prize because I don't think he's going to be all right. I think Prize is going away. He did not know. He put on a suit. He didn't know. And started doing some politics stuff and did not know the the belly of the beast that he was in. Mm -mm. You fucked around and found out. Michael first met Malaysian financer Low Tech Joe. Low Tech is... Low tech, that should have been the first. Yo, that shit goes hard. (laughs) (laughs) 
low tech Joe from Malaysia on the ones and twos. Beer, beer, beer. He met him in 20. Stop. In 2006, when the businessman usually, wait, when the businessman usually known as Joe Low was dropping huge sums of money and hobo knobbing. What? With Girl, the likes of saying. None of Paris Hilton. <laughs> no, this dude is connected to everybody, though. Low helped finance Hollywood films, including The Wolf of Wall Street. DiCaprio testified Low had appeared to him as a legitimate businessman and had mentioned wanting to donate to Obama's campaign. Yo, why ain't Leo getting locked up then? They put him under the bus. They did. They say, put the black, tell that black guy did it. Tell that black rapper to take the fall. That's fucked up. That's what they did. Yo, this is deep. And this has a lot of roots. Joe Lowe is a fugitive. They don't know where Joe is. He in a picture with Alicia Keys in them. (laughs) He's been everywhere. He's like a, he... He's yeah, been Paris wanting Hilton? to be in the like social scene with the wanting American celebrities. Joe, he Joe is pulling straight. Ain't one picture with him in prize though. I tell you that. Child, look, he with Usher and Aaliyah. Oh my god, <laughs> Aaliyah. <laughs> yeah, niggas. Joe been around. Joe ain't playing. Wow. He with Padma. Oh wow. Joe said, "Get somebody else to do it. I ain't going to jail." You got your fucking mind. Well, that's it, everybody. (laughs) We did it. We did it. Politics was nice and long. Well, (laughs) hopefully well thought out. Pop culture, you got some. We had some history up in there. Some history about Harry Belafonte. We uh, read a Dr. Carr tweet, the head of African-American studies at Howard University, regarding the Carolyn Bryan who accused Emmett Till whistling at her. We talked briefly about Jerry Springer. The God. Wished Ashanti good luck. Maybe she'll appear on the red table when it finds its new home. And we feel that Lil' Kim. Will it find its new home? Lil' Kim should smack Nikki in the face. Nikki should should sit down because she could never. Well, we're showing our age, kids. Swiss Beats is disrespectful as well. I don't even think it's really going to happen. Also, what the fuck happened with Versus? They never got their money from Triller, so they just disappeared. Prayers up to Swiss and them. Maybe they can get some money from Jolo. I don't think they need money. They have so much money. These niggas. Capitalism. P.L.'s. All right. Okay. Um, Take care. Thanks for listening. (laughs) See you guys on Thursday. Bye. Still don't know how to end episodes. Bye. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. (laughs) Very good.